You know, I'm having a hard time figuring out how to talk about this particular topic that I want to share with you today about respect and disrespect. And the reason I'm having a hard time is a couple of reasons. Number one, as a life coach, we share a lot of our own personal stuff. And, you know, I've been doing this for many years, so I have found ways to talk about subjects while holding myself accountable, while also acknowledging why someone may or may not act the way they do to protect everybody involved, right? But I'm realizing as I as I grow a larger audience and I read the things that land in my comment section, I am getting even more mindful of what do I actually want to share and how like do I want to incorporate um, a personal story. And, and here's where I struggle. You know, I find it so impersonal when I follow somebody who is just giving information based off of what they read in a book and not incorporating some level of a, a personal experience. The other part of that is I then question your ability to help if you haven't learned it or practiced it in your own life. Now, that's me personally. I know that's a lot of you because I've heard from you, you know. You don't often know and and licensed therapists and, and individuals like that often are taught to not personalize their work, right? Like not tell personal stories, not create that type of dynamic with their, their client or their patient or you know, um, now a lot of them are online and, and they continue with that kind of mindset online. Whereas we're not regulated in the life coaching industry. And that's kind of how we connect with you and, you know, build trust with you is by saying like, hey, like I'm not just leaning on a degree or a certification or a license to show you that I'm qualified let me tell you a story about where I once was and how I changed that to become who I am now. And some people obviously um, lie and exaggerate stories like that, which is why I try to keep it really honest and raw and transparent around here and, and really humanize myself. Humanize myself because I don't want, I don't want to mislead anyone. I don't want to ever establish a dynamic where you have elevated me on a pedestal, even though, you know, a lot of you respect me and trust me and maybe look up to me or tell me that I inspire you. Those are all wonderful things. But I want you to realize I'm also your equal, even if I have more knowledge or wisdom or experience on something, I am still your equal. So with that said, I, I'm seemingly struggling today because I've tried to record and then delete it a few times this episode because I started telling a personal story to, to help you relate to this topic and, and really just be raw and, and utilize this outlet the way I want to utilize it. But I get nervous. Y'all, I get nervous. And maybe it's because I started watching the first episode, first and second episode of You 
last night with Phil. Um, it was highly recommended by my sister-in-law and my brother and a bunch of clients. So we were like, sure, we'll give it a shot. And we sat down and listening to him go and like analyze like her her social media profiles and what she makes public and what she makes private and how she is in real life versus how she paints a picture on social media. You know, I've always been mindful of those things, but it definitely like took it to a whole new level for me when I was thinking about my business and and then my personal life and my podcast and the stories I tell and oh no, it panicked me. Like, I don't need anybody locking family members of mine in the basement of a bookstore in some sort of weird glass contraption that is soundproof and, you know, feeding them drugs. I don't need that. Maybe that should be my disclaimer. I do not need you locking any of my family members or anybody I speak about in the basement of a bookstore. Please don't try to kill anybody I talk about. This is so I'm just going to leave that right there and just keep on rolling. So so what I want to talk to you about today, what a transition, right? What I want to talk to you about today is respect and disrespect and what that often looks like. And I did have an experience lately. It pertained to planning the upcoming holidays and... Let me just generalize it, okay? In the midst of trying to coordinate, you know, um, visits between two different separate families, uh, we bumped into some resistance. And and what happened from there was a particular individual kind of really trying to control the situation and make make this holiday about them, which is really nothing new in my world, brand new to Phil's world, brand new, brand new. He was he was kind of dumbfounded, and I really tried to keep him out of a lot of the nitty-gritty details, but because this is sadly my norm, and not necessarily what I want, but what I experience and have dealt with for many, 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 many years, right? And this is really just like, mind-blowing to him because he doesn't he doesn't know that life so you know I, I bumped into some major resistance and it kind of just like snowballed into something much bigger than me and it, it really was this person was having a, a an argument with themselves I'll put it that way an argument with themselves um and and they felt very out of control and so how they behaved was incredibly disrespectful and in the midst of them behaving incredibly disrespectful what they were doing was shouting at not just me but other individuals that we were being disrespectful to them which is also a very normal narrative this person has in their head when they're not getting their way and they feel out of control they shout you're disrespecting me and as a as a child Growing up with that, what followed was, I'm your parent, you have to listen to me. And as a kid, you don't know any different, and you might think you do, but you're easily persuaded or manipulated or convinced otherwise, or you're scared, right? And I think it was a little bit of all of the above when I was a kid. 
scared to do otherwise, scared to say otherwise, scared to go against the grain. And so when you were when you were shouted out at, at and told you're being disrespectful, you have to listen to me, I'm your parent, well, you felt obligated to obey. And therefore, they maintained some sense of control, or so they thought, through a really unhealthy pathway but they always got their way. And then as you get older, and again, like you're a child of that, you start to realize as you get older, especially if you work on yourself like I have, and you start to grow and learn healthier ways, you start to look at that and go, wait, I'm not obligated to do anything, number one. Like I'm not obligated. Like nobody's obligated to spend a holiday with their family. A lot of us were just convinced otherwise. You're not you're not obligated to just do what you're being told to do. When we grow up and we're adults, everybody has a, an opinion and a say and a perspective and a schedule that everybody else should be respecting. Like we should all be respectful of each other. That doesn't necessarily happen with ease in, in my family. And so this kind of happened and snowballed into something much bigger and um, it is now currently resolved, but the moral of the story is that, you know, it really brought up for me the topic of respect versus disrespect and how people really misuse that terminology to benefit themselves in a situation, to control situations, to manipulate situations. And I even see it online, if we're being honest. Like this isn't isolated to family dynamics. I see it online with um, the way people comment, you know, at, at me or at others. It's the, the way we deliver information can come across respectful or disrespectful. The way we communicate, like, it's just a shift in a few words that can really change the tone of something or how somebody else receives it. So I want to like break down both for you and and dive into how they look like, how they look and how they can play out in a healthy way or an unhealthy way. And hopefully then you can take away this information and have a a greater understanding of how to a respect yourself but B, extend respect to other people, and C, see through the bullshit. You see what I did there? I put it that at C on purpose. Bad joke, see me. See through the bullshit <laughs> of somebody trying to manipulate or convince you that your behavior or your communication is a form of disrespect when really they're operating from a dysregulated place trying to control you. Disrespect is when you do not have any regard for somebody else's feelings, wants, needs in a situation. That is disrespect. You are dismissive, neglectful, blind to, unwilling to acknowledge somebody else's uh, feelings or desires or needs or wants. So let's take my example, for instance. Me approaching... Um, family members and saying, would you mind pushing your dinner an hour or two later? Or would that be an inconvenience? That is an example of me being respectful. I'm asking, I'm inquiring. I'm saying, would this be difficult for you? Would this cause you any stress or struggle 
to do this? Can you consider doing this? Because here's what we're trying to do, split time between two families. Therefore, I was not dismissive of somebody's needs or wants. I was not dismissive of somebody's feelings. I approached them with respect. Their reaction, however, was that I was disrespecting them because I didn't ask what they wanted, is what they said. Well, I think we can all collectively agree that's not the case. I just approached and said, knowing the time that you normally eat, I've been alive for 37 years. I know the time you always eat Thanksgiving. <laughs> Therefore, I'm going to come to you and inquire, hey, on Thanksgiving, is it okay with you or is it a problem if your dinner is an hour or two later than normal? Interesting how someone could, in that situation, receive that information and then attack and say you're disrespecting them. Now, this happens a lot when people don't like what they're hearing or when they've received this information and the way it has translated in their mind based off of their triggers and their own struggles and their own belief system about themselves and the world at large, the way they've received that information in this case is possibly, um, I'm not important. You're going somewhere before you're coming to me. I'm second, right? I don't know because I don't know the nitty gritties in their mind, but I can make an assumption and, and an educated guess based off of my experience that that was probably where it kind of started. And because I was approaching with a very confident understanding of here's my plan for, for my Thanksgiving this year, whereas in previous years, Here's the context. It was me and my parents because my one sibling is not in the state and the other sibling goes to his wife's side of the family for, for Thanksgiving and then comes to us for Christmas. So it was always me and my parents. So me being the individual to approach and say, here's how I'm spending my Thanksgiving. Would you be able to compromise with me and do this? Was, was something they were not happy about because it made them feel out of control. Whereas my approach and my mindset, my intent in approaching this way was, I know that if I don't show up, you are alone. I don't want that for you. I, I want, we, we want to make sure that we have Thanksgiving with both families. We're trying to work that out between both families to be able to go to both places for an e equal amount of time. And we need you to work with us as much as we're working with you, understanding that we're prioritizing you just as much as we're prioritizing the other family. In my work, my years of this work, I have come to find that Anyone who, like, uh, I'm 37, right? My parents are in their late 60s. Well, my dad just turned 70 this year, okay? So that generation, I have come to learn, is, and this goes across the board, like, I have a lot of clients within this age range whose parents are in that age range, and they, they can attest to this. That generation, the way that they were raised was with an understanding that disrespect was happening when you were not obeying. You're respectful when you're obedient. 
You're disrespectful when you're disobedient, which is not actually true at all. But that is what my parents grew up learning and teaching us. If you disagree or you do something we don't like, you are disrespecting us. Which, as you can see, when you're raised in an environment like that, and I know a lot of you have been, that is confusing. Because what happens is you're being controlled because they feel out of control. That's number one. But number two is then you can, and this isn't, you know, this doesn't go for everybody, but you can then leave that environment and develop a habit of trying to control other people and believing the same thing. That if somebody doesn't do what you want them to do, they're disrespecting you. And when they oblige and obey and you're in control, mentally, emotionally, physically in that situation, you're being respected. None of that is true. But it leads for a very confusing life and and very, very, very unhealthy relationships. What respect is, is acknowledging somebody else's perspective Feelings, wants, needs, time, right? Considering those things. Considering someone else's feelings. Considering someone else's needs. Being mindful of the fact that the decision they make doesn't have to be one you agree with. It can be one you agree or disagree with. But you acknowledge and support that they know what's right for them. So... You don't have to agree with people to respect them. That's not, those two things don't have to go hand in hand. I disagree with a lot of people, but I still respect them because I respect myself and I'm a respectful person. Your ability to respect other people comes from that ability to also respect yourself too, right? So... Let's say if my parents are the type of people that are just going to obey and oblige or they were raised that way, of course they're going to expect that from others in their life. But that also means that they don't have a level of respect for themselves. They don't have boundaries for themselves. They don't know how to establish and uphold those boundaries for themselves. So there's a lack of self-respect. Those two things do go hand in hand. Your ability to respect others does reflect your ability to respect or disrespect yourself. Now, I get asked a lot by individuals, hey, like what if somebody accuses me of something and they're right? Well, there's always got to be a pause in, in you before you respond or, or communicate anything or decide upon anything where you do a little self-check. And, and you check yourself. Am I in care, like, am I in alignment with myself? Am I acting out of character or not? And that's something that you should carry with you in every situation. So when you get in front of someone, like, I was in front of somebody accusing me of being disrespectful, I had to step back. And, like, because I experienced this as a kid, and was easily manipulated out of believing myself or trusting myself, I've worked really hard at it. So I step back and I self-check and I self-reflect and I ask myself, what did I say? How did I say it? What was my intention? Like I know what I said. I know how I delivered it was in a kind and respectful way. I know I was considerate of everyone involved and 
I know what my intent was from that situation. It wasn't to control or manipulate a situation. It was genuinely to figure out, hey, like, how can I split my day up 50-50 to be fair to everybody? And so the backlash I received was coming from somebody obviously being triggered, not self-reflecting, not self-checking, not holding themselves accountable, and instead taking it out on everybody else that was involved. Not just that, but then accusing us of behaving in ways that we were not behaving in, but they were behaving in, right? So a little gaslighty, very dishonest, uh, manipulative, controlling, were kind of those, that was what was taking place. And that always takes place in, in and with individuals who don't have the ability to regulate themselves before communicating what they need or want. Like, if this situation had gone differently, this individual could have heard what I said, paused for a second, and maybe set a boundary with me and said, give me a day to think about this, and I'll get back to you tomorrow. So they could then process their stuff, figure out their feelings. If they were offended by something or they had their own shit coming up because they were they were perceiving what I was saying through some sort of negative filter that wasn't actually happening, If they, they could have had that space and that time to do that. But a lot of individuals who lack coping mechanisms or the don't don't have the willingness to hold themselves accountable are not going to take that time and that space to do that. And so they just take off and lash out and attack and demand and embarrass themselves and make a big scene over nothing, whereas like the rest of us on the receiving end are literally like irritated but also laughing because how ridiculous is this? Somebody is like lashing out about the dumbest thing and we're all getting accused of doing or being things that we were not doing or being. And it's insanity. Very, very literal insanity. Disrespect, when it's actually happening, is a lack of consideration for other people. So we can very clearly say and, and admit that in this particular example, the person that attacked and lashed out was the one being disrespectful. They had no care or concern for our feelings. They just name called and accused us of things. They did not consider that we all have other families that we're also considering and other places we need to be and they don't have anywhere else to be but one Thanksgiving with us. And so when you consider that, like when you can consider beyond yourself, that's an act of respect. When you are unwilling or are incapable of considering beyond you in a situation, like how is this going to ripple out? Who is this going to affect? Now here's where we're going to dig in a little bit deeper because when you grow up in an abusive environment and those adults that raised you, whether they were parents, guardians, or whomever, if they never respected you, yes, even as a child, children deserve respect too. If they never respected you or your feelings or your view of the world, if you weren't extended that kindness and consideration, 
then it's very possible if you never address this, you grow up to be an adult who believes you are entitled to behave in very egotistical, self-centered ways. And that is a thousand percent what is happening within this example, my family dynamics. They were not raised with any level of respect coming at them. And there was never any work done around that very clearly. So as adults now, they behave in a way where they feel like they're owed things and they're entitled to things because they're the adults. Well, now that we're all adults, that one doesn't really fly, right? They're the parents. Well, that's fine, but that's just a title and a label that as you get older and you learn and grow, you you realize really doesn't mean all that much. We all have titles and labels. I'm a sister. I am a life coach. I am a trauma support specialist. I am a Reiki master practitioner. I am a girlfriend. I am an auntie. I am a best friend. I am a friend. I am a colleague. I am an acquaintance. I have tons of titles that don't mean anything in terms of me being owed respect. I only deserve the respect that I'm willing to A, give myself and thus cultivate and extend outward to other people. If I don't embody that, if I don't only allow and accept and, and receive that, if I don't set the, the boundaries required to only allow respect in, it's not going to matter. I could be an MD. I could be an attorney at law. I could be a judge. I could be anything, anything, a professor of whatever title that you've, a CEO, any title that you've placed on somebody of importance. I could be any of those things, but that doesn't mean I'm a good human. When you're dealing with people who were raised a certain way and you recognize they're still behaving in the way that was was the treatment that they had once received, you can't, you can't change them. You ha- I've had to conclude this myself. I had to come to the conclusion I can't fix or control, mainly because that's an act of disrespect towards myself and towards them. Me thinking that if I lecture or point out what's obvious to me or explain or over-explain something, I can help them, I can fix them, When they're not asking, they're not asking. That's disrespectful. It's disrespecting me because it's putting me in a situation where I'm enduring treatment and and operating from a mindset that I'll endure it because I'm going to help them overcome or, or get through it, right? I'm not respecting my, respecting myself, and and a lot of you do this, a lot of you, a lot of my clients come to me and and give me scenarios, and, and they've done this too, where they're in a situation where they're being disrespected, and they try to explain to the person how that person is disrespecting them. Well, I used to do the same damn thing, and let me just break it to you real quick so you stop wasting your time. You don't need to explain to anybody that their behavior is disrespectful. What you have to do in that situation is respect yourself. So what you want, how, Amy, how, giant question mark? Well, you speak up on behalf of yourself. You set a boundary or mentally you establish a boundary. So you stop re-engaging with some shit. Self-respect means you're considering your feelings. 
You're being kind to you. You're being supportive of you. You're not neglecting or abandoning or dismissing what you need or what you want in a situation. Now let me break it down for you. This is how it needs to go. When you're functioning with any other human being in your world, you have to respect yourself first. Consider you first. That's not being self-centered because then what you're going to do is once you consider you, then you flip to them and consider them. Consider how respecting you is going to ripple out to them. You're going to say, no, Amy, that's too much work. No, it's not. Here's why. Because having the understanding of, okay, I'm going to respect myself and I have an understanding of how this person may or may not receive that or how it might be translated to them, that shouldn't change your act of respect towards yourself. I know very well how my parents may or may not react to certain things I bring up to them. I know that. I, and yeah, I have missteps and I stumble too. Sometimes I'm like, mm, I'm just going to postpone that conversation for a while because I already know I'm going to get backlash about it. And then when I get myself to the place where I'm very clear on how I'm going to communicate and set my boundary, that removes my fear. That's number one. And then I go in and I'm very mindful of communicating in a way that doesn't project blame It doesn't attack, it doesn't demean, it doesn't belittle anyone, I'm not lecturing anyone, I'm not trying to control anyone, I'm mindful of how I communicate. And I have an awareness, I have an awareness of how certain people receive information around me. Now, does that change or adjust my boundaries? Absolutely not, but I do have an awareness of it, here's why. Because if I have a conversation with you and I don't have that awareness and I'm blind to how you may or may not react, then I'm going to get caught off guard when you attack or project or blame. And then that might trigger me to do the same. And we don't want that. Awareness is key. I can be mindful and aware that someone, let's say a family member of mine, always is going to play the victim. And they're always going to receive the information I deliver through that filter. I already know it. So I'm incredibly mindful of how I speak. So there is no room for confusion. And then in doing so, I, someone who grew up being gaslit and manipulated and abused constantly, I then never question my own behavior when that person turns it around on me. God, that is a game changer. And you really needed to hear it because that used to throw me for a loop. When you are someone who is who's very sensitive to manipulation and has been gaslit and you're easily talked out of what you're wanting or needing and you're easily talked away from your truth and you're easily convinced you're the problem and you're the one to blame. Those were all the things I struggled with and I was told I was. That right there, what I just told you to do, will change that for you. You making sure that it's clear as day in your head what you said and how you said it and why you said it that way, then anything they come back and twist and manipulate and deflect and blame on you is not going to put you in a state of confusion. It's not going to make you question you and it's not going to make you abandon you. Dealing with disrespectful people is very challenging at times because disrespect is getting filtered, right? Just as much as respect is. Like we've all got this filter in our head 
based on what is operating, based on the context of the situation in that moment, we can receive information one way or another, right? If someone has a fundamental misunderstanding of what respect and disrespect is, like the individuals in my earlier example, then of course, I already know, there's no winning in that particular, like quote unquote winning in that situation. I already know they have a complete misunderstanding. Since a very young age, my response to them was always, you don't actually know the definition of respect. Constantly, I would repeat myself. And then I got older and I realized there's no value in saying this anymore because they're not willing to hear it. They're not asking to hear it. And they definitely are not open to what I'm trying to say to them. So I'm going to let them stew in their shit. I'm going to let them have their confusion. It's not my responsibility to clean up. And I am just going to respect myself. I do not need to obey people to be respectful. I do not need to abandon myself to respect someone else. Respect doesn't look like that. To respect someone else, you should always, first and foremost, be respecting yourself. So how do you keep out disrespect? Well, you work on your self-respect and you work on A, always, always, always communicating or setting the boundaries that you need in a situation. You are not obligated to obey anyone. You are not controlled by anyone. You always, always, always have a say in anything you opt in or out of. And sometimes the boundary needs to be said and sometimes it's just this mental note in your head where you're able to then go, okay, you know what, next time, this is what I'm going to do instead. And that's like a new boundary that you've now got mentally or emotionally for yourself. How do you know someone's disrespecting you? They're not considering your feelings. They have no regard for what you need or want in that situation versus how do you know when someone is respecting you? Well, they're going to consider your perspective, how you feel, what you need, and they're going to work to find common ground or compromise with you. They're going to support you while supporting themselves and you should be doing the same. And that is respect between two individuals. But when you have one individual demanding, trying to control and saying do this or else, that is completely disrespectful, let alone a million other things. Controlling, unhealthy, manipulative gaslighty, abusive, like that can go in so many different directions. So whenever you're in a situation where somebody has presented an ultimatum, do this or else, that's disrespectful. When somebody says to you, I would really feel more comfortable if we checked in more during the day or if you called me before stopping by and if you're not able to do that or you're not willing to do that that's okay you have free will but then we might not be able to spend as much time together or our relationship dynamics might need to change you get my point there's a boundary that would be set up not you know I 
want you to do this or else. It's, I would really like this because it would make me feel this way. And often in a very respectful, supportive relationship, the other person is capable of going, huh, okay, well, what are you thinking that we do to kind of resolve that? Like, what would the solution be? Or how can we compromise? Or what can I do differently or change during the day to support you in what you're trying to achieve or trying to feel more of or so on and so forth. They're going to find a way within their own boundaries to be able to support you and consider what you're needing or wanting. They're not going to just blindly say, okay, 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 whatever you need, okay, and just obey you. That is never going to be respectful to you or to themselves. So those are my thoughts on respect versus disrespect. Uh, I think I achieved what I was setting out to achieve by delivering you a story that just had enough details to get my point across without disclosing way too much. But, you know, we all, we all deal with difficult people. And, and really, the thought I want to leave you with is this, you know, you're always going to bump into somebody who struggles with respect. You really are. Like, if you were to isolate yourself and be like, I can only have people who are, you know, you know, never struggling with something around me, that would really be unrealistic. The, the goal is to have your boundaries and surround yourself with the people that are healthy for you and you want more of their type of energy or communication style or support or re- responses to things. But you have to realize that you're always going to bump into someone who's a little difficult. If you don't know how to function and navigate that situation, it's it's really going to take a toll on you. So having this information, having a real solid understanding of what respect versus what disrespect actually looks and sounds like, and what can you do to cultivate more of what you're wanting, which is obviously more respect in your life, then... Hopefully this episode provided that to you. Uh, If you are enjoying this episode or any of my other episodes and you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. Hit the five stars. Leave a comment for me so new listeners can see what this episode and what other episodes or what this podcast as a whole is all about. I appreciate all of you and I will see you next week.